Welcome to the Essay for FAs Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors. I am your host, Gil Weinrich, and today we will discuss modern monetary theory, which I argue is actual policy and has been for some time. Just as FDR's New Deal began in 1933, three years before Keynes' general theory was published, so too actual experience has preceded elaboration of the theory. The 18th century French philosopher Voltaire, in writing about the Holy Roman Empire, famously commented that it is neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. There was ample reason to question its level of spiritual elevation. It was situated in mainly German-speaking areas far from Rome, with its Reichstag based in numerous spots such as Regensburg, Magdeburg, Augsburg, and other Teutonic-sounding locales. And it was hardly an empire, as other powers such as Denmark, Great Britain, France, and Sweden owned chunks of real estate there and kept diplomats in the capital to lobby for their interests in the same way that Habsburg emperors themselves did. In the same way, I feel that modern monetary theory is neither modern nor monetary nor a theory, and I think this is important for investors to know as we navigate Wall Street and our own street. For those unschooled in this doctrine, MMT seeks an expansion of public spending unconstrained by antiquated concerns about debt. That's because its proponents hold that issuers of currency inherently have the ability to pay their bills by printing more money. Yes, they are concerned about inflation, but they feel that that can be managed by raising taxes. Forgive my crude generalization, but I think it is safe to define MMT as spending constrained only by the fear of taxes. So first, why is MMT not modern? This, I think, is the easiest and also the most consequential facet for our discussion. It is not modern because humanity has been down this road countless times. It's just the usual lack of remembrance that afflicts each generation with historical amnesia. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it, as Santayana put it. Let's take a look at ancient Rome as an example. The causes and timing of the Roman Empire's decline is debated by historians, but Roman poets and satirists such as Horace, Petronius, and Juvenal all noted that Rome in its later stages became preoccupied more with the distribution of wealth rather than its creation. I mentioned the same idea in last week's podcast regarding Argentina. A century ago, it was one of the ten wealthiest societies in the world. Under Perón and his successors, the country became obsessed with increasing spending to finance populist policies, leading to endemic inflation. In the U.S., tax and spend policies have been derided by fiscal conservatives for forever and a half. MMT is hardly modern. It is a hoary economic idea with an updated presentation. Instead of tax and spend, it's more spend and tax. Same thing, different emphasis. Okay, so it's not modern. Can I defend the idea that it's not monetary? Yes, in the sense that MMT focuses heavily on fiscal rather than monetary levers. That is, MMT derides the ability of the Fed to affect policy by raising or lowering interest rates and places the focus on governmental fiscal actions such as spending and raising taxes. In this regard, MMT proponents are onto something. Fiscal policy actions do have a stronger effect on the economy for better or worse. If the idea is to get money into people's pockets or to pick their pockets, MMT proponents have discovered the correct address. And finally, how is it that MMT is not a theory? 
Well, the fact is that governments have gone through phases of ruinous overspending throughout history, thus rendering MMT a source of empirical experience rather than just theory. The U.S. has been going through just such a phase for at least the past two decades and on a bipartisan basis. The administration of George W. Bush was criticized for what was then seen as unprecedented federal spending, based particularly on the president's prescription drug plan. Along came Barack Obama, and with him, an unprecedented government expansion based on a stimulus plan and Obamacare. The U.S. became ever more indebted, but the stimulus did not stimulate. The economic recovery was tepid at best. President Trump managed to add $6.7 trillion in debt above President Obama's $8.6 trillion in new debt, according to the balance, citing data from the Office of Management and Budget. But each of those presidents took eight years to reach those numbers. President Biden seems to be shooting for that in his first year, first with his $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill, and now with a $3 trillion infrastructure package. A trillion here and a trillion there, and pretty soon you're talking real money, to paraphrase the 1960s-era Senator Everett Dirksen, who thought a billion dollars was a lot of money. What all this means, I think, is that the U.S. is living the vision of MMT as we speak. The term remains controversial, and you don't hear it used by administration officials. Instead, one hears talk of going big. But what about going bankrupt? That will be the test of MMT, which holds that control of one's own currency exempts governments from this problem. But I have my doubts. Doubts about whether we'll see the big tax hikes that will supposedly correct this problem. Sure, there might be tax hikes, even with eye-poppingly big numbers, but the question will be how much revenue will they actually bring in, and how much economic activity will they curtail. Now, the U.S. can't exactly file a Chapter 9 debt restructuring, but there's not much between go big and go bankrupt other than go fund me. Besides bond sales, the U.S. may need to charge more for services such as military protection and domestically for things like national park usage, but it's hard to see those items as sufficient to overcome a debt hangover. Ultimately, that will have to come from the determination of the American people to rein in spending. Voters liked President Bush's prescription drug plan. Voters like President Biden's COVID relief bill. Time was when governments of both parties, just like households of every stripe, knew how much their income was and tailored their expenditures accordingly. From George Washington to John F. Kennedy, no one sought nor would have accepted modern monetary theory had it been offered, as overspending was seen as dangerous folly. We must consult our means rather than our wishes, Washington said. For now, modern monetary theory is contemporary reality. In due course, we will see how it all worked out. This is Gil Weinrich for Seeking Alpha.